Are you dead before you're born? I can't start like that. do a Twitter thing here and just distract you from that question and answer a different one, which was, uh, I Are you found sure out... about politics? Uh, no, I'm going to talk about pre-mortems. So when you go oh. to the CSS working group, there's a pre-mortem, there is, which is, true. before you die, it's the conversation you have to agree <laughs> on specs, and then you go to the working group and there is a post-mortem, which makes the actual meeting the mortem. That's where ideas go to die. Yeah, and your soul. So we're, we're, we're new to this interviewing thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. So... We're screwed. Yeah. Who, who are you and why? Uh, yes, very well. Thank you for asking. I am Monica, and because I can be, somebody has to be, so it can only be me. That's a good answer. Thank you. That one. So we're trying to judge the personality of a, of a lot of our a lot of our speakers, right? That's something we've been yeah, yeah. Tr trying to gauge. Um, today is Tuesday, first day of IELTS. Yes. Yeah? yeah. Yes. How many days away is next Wednesday? One is the correct answer. Oh, well done. <laughs> you are. We just had Emily and Chris on. They said um, something else. Eight. They said eight. It's tomorrow though, right? Because I have to talk tomorrow, so it better be tomorrow. Yeah. It would be amazing if it was eight days from now, but... I don't... I mean, you can try, but I would be fairly, fairly alone. What is, so, hold on. You know how, like, when you do the personality quiz, and at the end you're like, how many C's did you get? How many B's did you get? What is my answer? What is my personality? Plus, you, you that's an A plus. Yeah, your personality is correct. Because like, your personality <laughs> is correct. Well oh, done, it's not effective. God. You can keep it. Uh, it doesn't need to go into the store for oh. repair. Emily and Chris. I think it was like past expiration anyway. So. Yeah. yeah so, so nah, I sold mine on eBay, honestly, a while ago. We can all agree that the eight-day people are... Wrong. Weird. Incorrect. And wrong. That's yeah. wrong. Incorrect. Okay. Incorrect. Brilliant. So now we got that sorted. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we can move on. Move on to some real questions now. Uh, that was a real question. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I mean, sort of web questions. A web yeah. question. Yeah, do we, do I'm we... ready. I do the web. You do web? I have, I have been known to interact with the web before. Okay. So, what, what, what do you talk about? What, what is your plan for IO? To, 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 what sounds are you gonna make on stage here? Mouth sounds. Mouth sounds. Yes. That's good because I tried a different way. <laughs> <laughs> Did not you go well. Would. <laughs> not a popular session. I've heard. You yeah. would. Uh, I am making mouth sounds about the PW starter kit. So my team has been building this awesome uh, bunch of templates that you can use and you can pick them up and you can build a PWA. And we try to do most of the heavy lifting for you so that you don't have to. So, so this is a kind of similar tool to like uh, Yeoman or like Preaxialize, that sort of similar yeah, to this sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we looked at a whole bunch of CLIs and we saw what they were doing and uh, we and tried to... it wrong. Well, a lot of them deal with starting up with a framework, mm -hmm. whereas like starting up with a PWA is a little bit different because what you're trying to do is make like a fairly framework agnostic, uh, sort of like work with everything yeah. uh, PWA. So ours tries to use things off the shelf. So we have Redux for state management. We didn't like invent our own. Uh, we're using okay. lit element and lit HTML for like so the rendering. I I heard framework. Yeah, it's like 2K. You find me a framework that's 2K. It's not a framework. But what? So I've heard this Redux thing. Yeah. Redux. 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 I've heard that word a lot. Yeah. I still don't know what it is. I always said like it's like Flux Redux and React Redux. Like it's always in there, but but I don't know what it is. It's a uh, tiny state container. It's like a very glorified key value store. Um, and it has a whole bunch of patterns. What you can do and can't do with your data. The okay. whole point being like there was one source of truth. 
only the store has access to your data, and so everybody that's the else. That's where you like connect your elements yeah, to, and so they get updates when yeah, something changes. Yeah, okay. an element can okay. like care about data getting updated, or like want to wants to communicate that data needs to be updated, but can never like just poke at the data. But I, I thought gross. it was a React thing, right? Redux is a yeah. no. Redux is a framework agnostic, view independent. I do. I have a slide. I have it in the, the palace of my mind. Oh, okay. So yeah, so you can work with any framework as yeah. a, a dashboard. Which is why it's yeah. really popular, because you can just jam it into anything. And a whole bunch of frameworks have like little adapters so that it makes it easier inside of their framework, but you can just use vanilla Redux with no problems. Okay. You, you sort of you threw down like lit element. I like, did. Like that's a thing. <laughs> what what you is... haven't heard of it, Jay? God. It's so already like mind. two days old. Um, yeah, so LitHTML is a tiny little library that Justin wrote last year, and it basically lets you render templates, uh, in HTML templates in JavaScript, and it's super fast because it's super optimal about how it re-renders them and stuff like that. In lit it's element, like the, the, the little value bindings. Yeah, yeah, thingy, yeah. Right? yeah. Um, and lit element does the same thing, where we took lit.html and took all of that rendering logic and put it in a custom element base class. So okay. it has, uh, you know, things that you're familiar with. It has like a render method, so that that gets called when your properties get updated, and whatever you put in your render me method is basically magic. Because it's JavaScript, you can, you know, go to town if you want to. Okay. And other like tiny little helpers, like lifecycle helpers that you might need. I mean, that's custom element. What I know from Paul is like always like like individual tiny little helpers yeah. that use everything, buy everything all at once. It seems like yeah. something that you can. And now we can well. like get rid of a lot of what like Polymer One used to have because. Four browsers almost have custom elements, so <laughs> almost. Oh, so yeah, what is the status in terms of that? Because okay, I, I just okay. like to say, you know, my project, Service Worker, has just shipped in all browsers. So uh, where, uh, where, where are we with your project? How's that eleven doing? Oh uh, yeah, okay. I eleven. <laughs> I eleven okay. doesn't have it. So we have Chrome, okay. we have Safari. Good. We have custom elements in Firefox behind a flag, and I've heard Shadow DOM is very close. Oh, okay. Rumors. And that is the end. Good ones. I mean, and like probably Opera and oh, because yeah, Opera, yeah. Yeah. All Chrome. yeah, all the Chrome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we do not have Edge. We have interest from Edge, but not implementation from Edge. But uh, what's the state of polyfills then? If people wanted to use this stuff today, they exist. Good. Um, I've existed for a long time. Right? Yeah. So polyfills have existed for a long time. We've been up. We've updated the polyfills to work with modules. Now that HTML imports are kind of on the dying end, so yeah. we've switched to using modules for everything. And the polyfills also work with modules and don't try to import HTML imports and stuff like that. So with, with the HTML imports, that would in, that would have your um, like your styles in there and then sort of the definitions for your custom elements. Yeah. Um, how, how does that look in a module world? So in a module world, all of that looks together, but in a giant uh, you know template JavaScript literal. Oh. This is what a template literal looks like. Um, I mean, yeah, with, with little HTML, it makes sense because you already yeah. have your markup in yeah. an HTML template tag string literal yeah. anyway, yeah. so you can just add some styles. Yeah. Know, put the yeah. markup in there. So we've updated Shady DOM to work with that so you can like you can have a module module that exports uh, a style node with all its goodness and like import it as a squiggle inside of your render function. I think that's actually a proper keyword. It's a squiggle. 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 What do you call the... Squiggles. Curly braces? Yeah, squiggles. Yeah. Squiggles. Imported with a squiggle. I yeah. like that. That's like Import it with a squiggle. That's your new tagline for the polymer. Thank you. Oh yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. So like we I've been doing some work with web components recently and my uh, my feeling is like the, the, the polyfill for like straight up custom elements yeah. is super light and small and great and everything's yeah. happy. 
Um, my feeling is like the Shadow DOM polyphase. Yeah, it turns out reinventing the DOM in JavaScript is kind of really hard. <laughs> who, who saw that coming? It's not an easy problem, yeah. It's not an easy problem. And the problem is, it's not really the DOM, it's the CSS parser and telling, right? telling CSS oh. that it needs to update and run some styles when things yeah. update. So that's what makes it hard. So if you're using, if you're using all of them together, it's very easy because you get a callback when all of them have rendered and then. Um, but mostly you have to like take a template and be like, hey, shady DOM and CSS, here's the template. Do your thing so that you, you imbibe it with magic so that it works later. So is, it, is there, if we're building stuff now uh, you know, with the hope of it sort of being there in the future where all browsers are supporting these web components things, should people be sort of avoiding Shadow DOM for now? Or? No, no, I like should, it. We should go all in on Shadow DOM. Shadow is, DOM is very break. good if you need Shadow DOM. Shadow DOM gives you encapsulation. Now, that's if you're... the worst tagline I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> no, Shadow DOM hides you in a corner is probably the worst tagline. <laughs> I, I like, I like it. But, you know, Shadow DOM, it's there if you need it. That's yeah. a very wholesome. Don't so think about tagline. it. If you're, if you're like a reusable component library, you're Vaden or like Ionic, and you're making a button, or you're a design design system instead of a big company. You're making a button, that button has to always be that kind of shade of blue. You want Shadow DOM for that. You don't want anybody to like poke and prod in it and be like, your shade, your shade of blue is slightly incorrect. I'll just add my 14th shade of blue to this application, right? Yeah, thank you. Um, you want Shadow DOM for that. But if you're building like the top view of, a, of an application, maybe you want something like a, a jQuery plugin to work in there. Maybe that's not gonna work with Shadow DOM. Maybe that's a thing that you don't want encapsulation for. So they, I tried to build a web component of like doing syntax highlighting. Yeah. So just an element, put your code in, yeah. it syntax highlights it. And it felt like Shadow DOM was a good choice there because it's going to hide all of those extra elements that I needed to do that syntax highlighting. Yeah. But I was worried about like, oh, the amount of like, extra polyfill I'm going to need to do that. But also, how do I get user styling in there if they wanted to change oh, the syntax Oh, man, do I have exciting news for you. Dun, dun. Ready. I'm not, no, I'm not ready. Are you ready? Yes. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. There is a new spec. I'm very excited about it. It's called Part and Theme, and it basically works how Part and Theme. Part and Theme. Okay. They come together as a couple. Well, actually, they come as cousins. As a couple? No. Oh gosh! This is, no, this is sounding really bad already. <laughs> so, so, so they're a couple. You they're said cousins. This. No. And, and this is no. something we all want. No. What is? I think we shouldn't You're shame a them. Monster. <laughs> um, no. So part is basically uh, lets you. When you're building a custom element, it lets you like specify little divs that you might, or like little elements that a user might want to style, and you put a part on them and you give them a name. Say, if you're an input element, you would call them a WebKit placeholder or WebKit spinner up and WebKit spinner down. Oh. Those are basically the parts that input exposes for styling. Okay. So then you could do this too as a custom element, and you'd be like, these are the bits that you can style, and then you can like use them. They're like you can use like pseudo selector and hovers and shit like that on them, and they work. So the fun fact is that. We invited you to the CSS working group because of these two new things. Yes. And then we didn't talk about them. Correct. <laughs> but then I learned how layouting works, so it's fine. Yeah. What was your like? It was your first time uh, attending a CSS working group, right? Yes. How so? What did you think? Was, oh. it, was it all you ever hoped for? Oh boy! It. I left the CSS working group uh, confident that I was never able to write a CSS statement again correctly and expect <laughs> expect the right thing. Uh, no, it was amazing. It is. There's like three people that go to CSS for two working groups, I think. And at CSS working group, you have the people who are intimately familiar with the CSS spec, which is like three people in the world, and they were there. Yeah. 
And then the people who are intimately familiar with how the browsers implement those specs, which is not necessarily exactly how the spec is defined. It's weird behaviors that browsers have created. Okay. A third bunch of people, it's people like me who are like, what is going on? I don't understand what you're talking about. What is even an inline layout block floating? Big friendly giant, big friendly content? Big. <laughs> Is there a big friendly content? Is that, it's, it's, it's a block, a block formatting context. Block BFC, formatting but context. Big friendly, something. Big friendly content. You're also a member of the emoji committee. I and am. That's something where we actually Sub know what's going on. Subcommittee, thank you. Emoji uh, subcommittee. Sorry. Uh, yeah. As a, so, how is there no shark emoji, but there is a dinosaur emoji? Do you know how much people have whined for the dinosaur emoji? Do you know why people asked for the dinosaur emoji? No, I don't. But it's not a real animal. I mean, it's a real, it doesn't exist anymore. While a shark... There's floppy disks and they don't exist anymore. Ah, that's art. Oh. So, um, emoji get accepted based on uh, how many people... It's not necessarily how many people request them, but how popular that concept is. Okay. And if you search on for dinosaur on Google, you will find a bunch of results because a lot of people talk about dinosaurs. And when you're like trying to text somebody, you would like a representation of a dinosaur. I agree that sharks should also be there. Maybe nobody proposed it. Is, is that what we're saying? Is that dinosaurs are more popular than sharks? Is, I would. I, I can get behind that statement. This honestly. feels a lot like Shark Week, and I am uncomfortable with the statement. Oh. <laughs> On behalf of all sharks out there, maybe nobody proposed a shark. We don't propose emoji. People propose emoji. We just review them. So if, uh, can we get like a HTTP to a free emoji? That what's the process? How do we start that? And what and what characters would you have to combine? <laughs> <laughs> So first we need to get the Surma and Jake emoji, and the zero with joiner with Oh my god, okay, you so guys, there is this emoji. This emoji exists. It's like it, the two the... bunny boys. Oh. They were like the two bunny girls, and now there's the two bunny boys. Well, you invited this oh. then, right? <laughs> That's important uh, interview question. Yeah. Right? Oh yeah. Because I do a pub quiz on a Tuesday. I get the tech questions wrong all the time. I'm the only tech person there, and the team hate me for it. Okay? Yeah. And I'm going to try and prove to them that Tech people get tech questions wrong all the, all the time. time. Like, you know your you stupid quiz that you used to run with Paul? I got like 0% of those questions right. Well, are you ready? Yeah. What are the colors of the Google logo in order? Do you know you which company do you work for? Yeah, wait, wait, I'm wait, looking for wait. a logo. Wait, whoa, that's cheating. I, uh, how um, long have you been at Google for? Uh, five, five years. Five, five years, <laughs> so that's, uh, yeah. Definitely so? should know this by now. Red. Are we, say, are, we, are we saying red for the G? <laughs> yeah, red for the G. We're in, we're in, yeah. Zero, zero out of one. Zero out of one so far. That's good. Yellow, Let's... blue, green, red again. Um, oh, blue, sorry. blue, green, red again. I mean, the last three were correct. I don't even know if you said enough colors for the all the letters. <laughs> but if, if those last three were the last three. The one, the one point that what you do get is you're the first person who also says that the G is red. I said the G was red. That's what I got wrong in the book. Oh, so. <laughs> I thought I was going to be the first that. person who like spelled Google correctly because I'm, I'm really happy with that one. I can spell it all the time. How often it's, do you look at the Google logo? People say Every it's day. a memorable logo. Right. I could tell you about the Chrome logo. It goes red, yellow, green. That doesn't sound very confident. It does. It sounds confident and, and green. And the thing in the middle? Uh, that's the red one, isn't it? That's blue. That's blue. That's blue. I can remember the Chrome Canary colors. Yellow! Oh, yeah. Good yellow all the way. Well, and and yeah. blue. Chromium. Chromium's all blue all around. Well, it's been great to speak to you. So, Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem. Bye.